Boston Celtics win by 50, beating the Indiana Pacers. Oh, my God. Jason Tatum, amazing. Celtics are amazing. This team is not fair. I'm going to talk about it right now on this Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown's 18. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, podcast network, where it's your team every day, and I got you every day, Monday through Friday. Bonus podcast like this week, I'll have a bonus podcast Friday night. That's a Saturday, oh, Saturday night, I should say, that goes into Sunday. It's a Sunday podcast. So six days a week this week, I, I got you covered. Whenever there's a game, I got you covered. All right, so subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. This show is free. This show is available everywhere. It's on YouTube. Get into that comment section. And talk your mess about these Boston Celtics who are 4-0 after a huge monster 155. Let me say that again. 155 to 104 win over the Indiana Pacers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers, you get a $150 uh, in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Your team won in Boston on Wednesday night. Uh, normally, the for, the format is I have three sections. Section one is things I like. Section two is things I didn't like. Section three are things that make me go, hmm, you know, I wonder about this. Uh, I, I'm not wondering about anything. And there's really nothing not to like. Okay, there's one thing I could just get this out of the way. The one thing I didn't like, actually, the Celtics did give up 70 points in the paint. 70 of the 101 uh, or 104 were in the paint. Can I can I nitpick a little bit? That I'm I haven't listened to Lockdown Pacers, which you should. You should because um, Tony East does a great job there. Uh, you could easily make the case that if the Pacers didn't miss 32 three pointers that, hey, maybe this game would go differently. They probably still lose this game, and they probably still lose this game by double digits. Do they lose by 51? No, but they were 5 of 37 from 3, and they they were attacking. Give the Pacers credit. Hey, look, they were trying. They were attacking. They scored the 70 points in the paint. They just didn't have anything shooting-wise, and they just didn't have anything defensively. So that's that's where this game kind of – falls apart for, for them and where the Celtics just take complete control. The The Pacers came out and technically they led. I guess technically this is a comeback 55, 51-point win. But the Celtics were relentless, absolutely relentless in this. The Pacers came out and, you know, they scored and, and they took that, that early lead. And Boston just kept hitting them over and over and over again. It was uh, – a Derek White three, then I think a holiday three or in and a Tatum three. It was just boom, boom, boom. Now the Celtics didn't miss many three pointers at all. They were 20 of 35, 57%. Uh, 
those three three-pointers that gave the Celtics that lead a little run at the beginning of the first quarter, that was that was the beginning of the end. And look, credit to the Celtics. The first thing that I like about this, this win is the focus front that they showed from the beginning. Uh, they were in, they were, they were all in, they were, they were focused. They were, uh, ready to play. They, they didn't take their opponent lightly. None of that stuff. And they came out in the first quarter and dropped 44 points. It was 44 to 27 by, by the end of the first quarter. But again, in the beginning of the first quarter it was, you know, kind of sort of close and the Celtics just kept pouring it on. They, they, whatever the Pacers did, Boston had an answer. And there was a point there where it was just, okay, they're going to score two. The Pacers shot 13 of 25 in the first, um, in the first quarter. And that's you know, 52%. They hit, they hit more than half their shots. They were just 0 for 7 while Boston was 8 for 10. The Celtics were 16 of 21. So they only made three more baskets in the first quarter. They just happened to make all like eight of 10 from three. And that right there, that's that's a 24 point advantage at the three point at the three point line. So no matter what the Pacers did at the beginning, uh, Boston had an answer for it. And they just kept coming. They just it, it just never stopped. The second quarter, they they, they it was a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a, you know, uh, they won, the Celtics won the second quarter, but the third quarter is you know the, the Celtics go into the half with a twenty-one point lead. So let, let me let me rewind for a second. You start the game understanding uh, there's no Tyrese Halliburton, and he's their best player, and he's one of the best players in the league. There's no ta- there's no Halliburton, so, so the Celtics are clearly saying like, okay, they. Their best players out. We have a real opportunity here. That was a chance to relax, just like in Washington with no Gafford. You'd say, "Oh, there's no chance. There's a chance to relax here because we just get an easy path to the rim. We're just going to go and whatever." But this game, like that, the last game, they started out and played great. And then in the third quarter, you're up 21. And I talked to Joe Mazzulla about that after the game, and and he he was kind of like impressed. It's like this he and others on the team said the same thing that we think like with a 21 point lead, it's easy to say it. Everything's coming easy to us. Uh, in the first half, the Celtics shot 10 of 17 from three and they didn't come out and just start jacking three pointers and saying, well, let's just try to, you know, we, we can relax. We're, we're super hot from the field. We're up 21. The Pacers are reeling. Let's just start the third quarter and cruise. We're just cruising the rest of the way. No, they didn't do that. They came out in the third quarter, 19 to nine run. Next thing you know, the lead's up to like 35. It got up to 38 by the end of the the third quarter. And then the bench came in and the bench just went berserk and pushed the lead up to as high as 55. So that's... Uh, that focus at the beginning of the first half, the beginning of the second half, that's that's super important, right? Coming out at the beginning of the third quarter, because listen, it's a 21-point game. And 
Brad Stevens was notorious for saying the one of the scariest things for a coach is a big early lead because it's very easy to kind of chill out after that and feel like you got this. And the Celtics, they will do that at some point this season, right? They, because every good team does it. There will be a point in December or January where the Celtics pull the exact stunt where we were, we're wondering if they were going to pull it in this one. There'll be a time and we'll say, oh, okay, this, this is, this is exactly what we don't want them to do. But in this one, they didn't, they didn't give up that eight Oh run 10 Oh run. It's very easy for a team to come out at the beginning of the third quarter, kind of chill, boom, 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 three state, three straight, three pointers, nine Oh run. Oh, now it's a, uh, a, a, a 12 point game. Quick math that just froze my brain there for a second. <laughs> God, my math is awful. But all of a sudden, within a minute of the the second half, you you turn the ball over once. They come down, hit three straight threes. Twelve point game. Well, a twelve point game with uh, twenty two and change to go is very doable. At that point, if they're starting to get comfortable. You call a timeout, you come out, you turn it over again out of the timeout, and they score again, and the momentum is really in their favor. That's that's danger zone. That's tough because they still have guys like Matherin and Buddy Heald and you know Aaron Neesmith, guys that can get hot. TJ McConnell for a while was kind of keeping them in the game. Uh, they have guys that can go out there and hit shots. Miles Turner did nothing, but he can hit shots. Guys on this team can hit shots. The Pacers' offense can be very, very good. It's been good. They had, they had, they've already had monster performances this season. So it's very. It would have been very easy for the Celtics to relax. It would have been very easy for the Pacers to come back in this, and and in the past, maybe win the game. Still, so much more to like in this. Jason Tatum. I have not talked about Jason Tatum yet. Oh my God. J let me talk. Let me talk about Jason Tatum. First thing I got to talk to you about though, is prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy done right. Daily fantasy in a way that is fun because it's just you against their projections. How good are you? All right. This takes skills. You got the skills. You pick two to six players, you put your money down. Uh, if you, if you get the projections, right, if you pick more, if you pick less, whatever it is, then you can get up to 25 times your money. That that's just fun. And it's great. And you put 10 bucks down, you get 250 like that. That's really possible if you know what you're doing. And with the basketball season here, you can now pick combination projections. You can combo across football and basketball from the specials league. It's a league created spe specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three pointers made and receptions. That's fun. You want to play alongside some of prize picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill comedian, Andrew Schultz. You can find, you can find them on the community plays under the promos tab of the app. You can view their entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community as well. There's a reboot policy that your entries can stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. No one else does this. So 
there are plenty of reasons to play prize picks. I think it's the best one out there. Not only do I think it's the best one out there, I have people literally coming up to me at the arena saying how much they love prize picks. So give it a shot at prizepicks.com slash NBA. If you use that promo code LOCKDOWNNBA on your first deposit, you get a, they will match it up to $100. So if you deposit $100, they will match that $100. Whatever you deposit up to the 100 at prizepicks.com slash NBA. use that code LOCKDOWNNBA for that first deposit match. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Uh, like I said, I'm back with you for bonus podcast. The Celtics start a three-game road trip. So I've got po- podcasts after each game on the road, including that Saturday night game. And then back next week, Friday, Saturday games. Next week, seven days of podcasting. The Celtics, no breaks for them, no breaks for me either. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Tatum dropped 30 points, 10 rebounds, and he did it in less than 27 minutes. That is just an amazing performance. 9 of 15 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, just 2 turnovers. 30 points was a team high plus 36 in 26 minutes and 34 seconds. This team is so talented that I posted on Twitter, or X, uh, I'm just forever going to call it Twitter. You know why? Because when I log on, it still says Twitter.com at the top. So I'm calling it Twitter. I tweeted out Jason Tatum fully in his bag, and he was. Step back threes, post-ups. Post-ups where, you know, little fake left, shoot over, shoot, uh, go to the other side, shoot uh, mid-range jumpers, uh, hitting everything, driving past people, getting to the rim, uh, everything, everything. So I tweeted out all of his makes, all nine of his makes. And if you watch closely, there's one, one thing. Now, if you're at home, if you're watching on YouTube, pause this now, go watch it on my, um, on my Twitter and see when you come back, if you can say the thing I'm about to say, don't do it. If you're driving, do not look at your phone while you're driving. Just Take my word for it. Go pick it up afterwards. When you get to wherever you're going, when you get to work, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, ready? Are you guys back? The people are at home. You're back now. What's the one thing that you saw in all those Jason Tatum baskets? Single coverage. No double teams. Because there is so much talent on the floor that Jason freaking Tatum, who is off to in his first four games, an amazing start that to me is the best four game stretch I've seen him play because in other four game stretches that I've seen him play, it's just been, I think a little bit more of a, Oh, he's hot from three. And then that's kind of fueling things. This is not that this is Tatum just scoring at a different level, scoring at a, a an, with an ease. He embraces the contact. Watch that video. How many times is he getting hit? How many times is he initiating the contact? He's embracing the contact, embracing the physicality. And then he's playing off of it. And because so many great players are around him, Jalen Brown, Kristaps Porzingis, Drew Holiday, Derek White, which of those guys are you leaving open 
to go double team Jason Tatum. None. None. The Celtics have now become the thing I've always said about other great players. When the Celtics play Joel Embiid and the Sixers, the one thing I'm going to tell you all the time, I say it all the time, I started saying this back when uh, it was Dwight Howard in Orlando and Kendrick Perkins was on the team. And I said it back then, do not double, do not double. If he goes off, he goes off. So what? If that star goes off for 50 points, just make sure the rest of the guys don't score 50. Well, it's a little more difficult to do with the Celtics, but Tatum is at that at that level, and the Celtics are that good where you have to stay home on these other guys and just hope that Tatum hasn't done so much that he's, he's unlocking other players too. But the problem is that all of these other – you got Jalen Brown, who was pretty good in this, but like also, you know, average an average game 16 points in 25 and a half minutes but are are you going to if he if he's got one on one coverage now that's another guy so you're not you're not going to double him either well Jalen in one on one coverage is pretty damn good too second team all nba Drew Holiday can take a guy off the dribble one on one Derek White can take a guy off the dribble one on one Kristaps Porzingis can post up anybody one on one so Tatum doesn't have to take a ton of shots. He did this on 15 shots. No one, he he got 15 for him, 15 for Jalen, 10 for Derek White, 10 for Peyton Pritchard. Those are the guys with double-digit shooting attempts. If Tatum's going to get one-on-one coverage, then it is a wrap. It is a wrap. If he's going to get one-on-one coverage more often than not because the guys that are surrounding him are just too good to be left open because, hey, Tatum with those four assists and probably some potential assists, although not a lot of potential assists because the Celtics didn't miss a ton of shots, but regardless, Tatum making the right play, he had one pass, this whip of a pass uh, across the court to, I believe it was Drew Holiday. If you're just if you're gonna leave somebody open to go double and attack, then Tatum will find that guy. He's that good now at that. This is just MVP level stuff. Now he has to obviously carry it through the next seventy eight games. I'm not saying that we're not talking about the MVP race now, but I have been a person who's super super critical of Jason Tatum, right? Like he's. To me, up until this season, he's always been very good, and he's he's done a great job of becoming a playmaker, but I never, ever put him in the top tier of the NBA. I never put him in that top three of the MVP conversation. I never really thought that he ever truly challenged, even at the beginning of last year, where he was he was really good at the beginning of last year. And in the first ESPN straw poll that Tim Bontemps always does, he was the leading MVP candidate. I never really bought into that. This year is different. This Jason Tatum. This Jason Tatum. With, I think, a little bit more maturity, a little bit more understanding of just how big and strong he really is, how he can play bully ball, how he can initiate that contact. That guy with coaching from Sam Cassell on how to play in the post, that guy, the guy we've seen through four games, that, not just an MVP candidate, that's MVP stuff. 
if Tatum plays like this throughout the whole season, and again, I understand it's just four games. I'm not saying that he's going to be the MVP right now. It's four games and things can change in a heartbeat. But if this is the Tatum with this kind of scoring, with the kind of defense that he can play, hey, by the way, 10 rebounds, right? 12 rebounds, I'm sorry. 30 points, 12 rebounds, 10 defensive rebounds. He can go out there and block shots. He can go out there and challenge shots. That guy is going to be in that top two or three by the end of the year. I'm just, the this Tatum that we're seeing is different. In fact, when I come back, this entire Celtics team is different. This The tagline for this year for the Celtics is, it's different here. And they don't know how perfect that is because it's different here. I'll talk about that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And if, if you're a new customer, if you're just joining FanDuel, uh, you want to get in on the action, NFL, NBA, whatever it is, you just got to make a single $5 money line bet. You win that, they'll give you, on top of what you win, $150 in bonus bets. Go have fun with it, FanDuel says. Good job. You won. You get your money and $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining, this is the time. Basketball's in full swing. I'd say, that, you know, congratulations to the Texas Rangers. They won the World Series. So you're not going to bet on baseball, but you can bet on football. You can bet on hockey. You can bet on everything. It's, it's all there on a very easy-to-use app, and you can play spreads and player props, over-unders, all sorts of fun things. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get this season started off right. They also have these tools that can help you safeguard yourself. You can set your limits. You can set the, the parameters. You can really take charge of this so you're just having some fun with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And that's going to help you out because the one thing I always say is that I want you to please gamble responsibly because it can be a lot of fun if you do it the right way and they will help you do that. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Locked On NBA is the next place to go once you're done with this podcast. Locked On NBA has the whole league covered. I am fortunate enough to have the Wednesday show on Locked On NBA with Jake Madison. That's always a fun uh, fun time for me. Uh, covering the whole league, unique unique takes, just a fun way to, to kind of get the whole league, uh, the big stories, everything covered. So wherever you found this podcast, next, next up, Locked On NBA. It's different here. It's different in Boston. These guys... Not only are they playing up to their their potential rather than down to their opponent, rather than come out at, at halftime and kind of cruise, they're just following through. They, each, each of these four wins has been a, a kind of different style win. And after the Wizards game, the, 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 the bench guys, the second unit guys, you know, Joe Mazzulla kind of, got them together and was like, Hey, this is your job. This is what you do. And you can't, you can't let, you can't let these teams come back and, and get back into games. 
it's a tough situation, but these are the things you need to do in order to be successful. And he got the most out of his bench in this one. Sam Hauser, <laughs> I tweeted this out too. Uh, in the last podcast, uh, after the Wizards game, I said, hey, Sam Hauser can go five for five in the next game and his percentage is going to be great. Well, he was five for five at one point. He missed one, so he ruined it for me. But I had him at five for five. So that thank you, Sam Hauser. One thing I really liked is me getting to say I told you so. What a fun I told you so moment there. So Sam Hauser comes out, has 17 points. Peyton Pritchard comes out and, and kind of bounces back 15 points, nine assists. The bench has strong contributions across the board. Delano Banton comes in, 11 points on a perfect four or four night. Uh, you get just a little something from everybody. So that was that was a nice uh, bounce back for the bench. And just love the fact that Missoula has, you know, at the beginning of the preseason, he said, you know, last year, I think I kind of lost touch with the end of the bench guys. And so to follow through and say, I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to make sure I'm fighting for everybody. He's out there coaching garbage time as hard as he was coaching the first three quarters. And that resonates Sam, Sam Hauser after the game says that that's, that's great. That's important. We want to see that because, and Joe kind of said this after the game, those guys, they're NBA players, man. They, they want their time. They understand the team that they're on, that they're not going to get a ton of minutes, but when the minutes do get there, these garbage time minutes, they are playing hard. They want to make an impression. Maybe they're trying to fight for minutes on their own here in Boston. Maybe they're trying to make a little bit of an impression for some other team. That's how it goes, right? That's just kind of how it goes. You're always you're always auditioning, either for your coach or for somebody else. So I like that Joe Mazzula said afterwards, uh, I owe it to these guys to coach them because they worked really hard to be in this position. I like the fact that the Celtics – like. It's important for the Celtics to to have games like this, to to have these garbage time quarters, because they're going to need these guys off the bench. And to me, going out there and being up 40 after three quarters instead of, you know, kind of goofing around, that's that's if I were at the end of the bench. I would be appreciative of that because now you're giving me 12 minutes of playing time that I wasn't going to get. And that's meaningful. I get to audition now for the coach or whatever. I get to maybe make an impact on this team. I get to my girlfriend or my wife is in the stands. Maybe some of these guys have both, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that joke. Uh, I have people I love in the stands, families in the stands. I want to be able to like, I want to be able to go out there and play. And if people see me, it's there's a lot of reasons why these guys at the end of the bench want to get on the floor, aside from just being competitive and wanting to pull. So it's important for these guys, the Celtics, the, the main guys, to go out there. If you're that much better than the other team, then do it. Rip them apart, sit for the fourth quarter, and let these end-of-the-bench guys go out there and do their thing. And they're going to be needed at some point Somebody's going to be down with a sprained ankle. Someone's going to have a hamstring. Someone's going to have a whatever. And these guys are going to need to step up. These little moments here or there all 
add up to giving getting these guys opportunities to get ready. So another thing to like from this game, Derek White and Drew Holiday. Got to I'm going to end on on those guys. Derek White. Uh, if you if you read me on Boston Sports Journal, I, I I put there's one possession in the third quarter. It's a it's a baseline out of bounds, and he guards like four different people on on this play. Derek White is just he's everywhere. It's very easy to love Derek White as a player. He should kind of be like everybody's favorite player. He should be like all the guys on the team's favorite player. That's how good Derek White is. And he does all the little things. And oh, by the way, seven of 10 shooting, four of seven from three, an 18 point night, four assists, three rebounds. And yeah, just an, an incredible night for him. Holiday comes out. Has a similar night, 15 points, six of nine shooting, three of four from three, seven rebounds, four assists for him. Those two guys are are we're gonna be talking about them as one of the most dangerous backcourts in the league. There's there's more talent in other places, maybe overall, but when you combine these two guys and what they do on both ends of the floor, that that is a dangerous dangerous backcourt they lock people up they take those turnovers they get down to the other end they are important parts of the the offense uh Derek White is is just shooting the lights out he's amazing Drew Holiday first bucket of the game was a was a a low post uh post up and a nice move gets himself to the other side of the rim lays it in sets the tone does a lot of good work early it's just great. It, it's those two, man, this team is so unfair. This team is so unfair because holiday and white are too damn good. And then you haven't even mentioned Christoph Porzingis who is just kind of there, uh, but not in a bad way. He's just, yeah, I'm just going to, I'll hit a couple of shots here. 13 points, six rebounds, couple of assists. Yeah, no problem. you look down and, and you know, holidays running a pick and roll with Kristaps Porzingis. And you're like, that, that's a pretty good duo. That's a pretty good duo. And it's not even, those are the fourth and fifth options on the team on the start in the starting lineup. Those are your fourth and fifth options. This is an unfair basketball team. Jalen Brown, kind of a quiet night. Second team, all NBA guy, potential all NBA guy again. Jason Tatum, freaking MVP candidate. That starting five, Al Horford, 11 minutes. That's, that's I guess, the last best thing about this is no one played more than 27 minutes. Porzingis played 27-08. That's it. Everyone else played less. Horford, 11 minutes. Great. Preserve him. Let him feel great. You got two games on the road in Philly. You're going to need him for that. So save him. It's great. This team is unfair. It is unfair. They will hit a skid somewhere. They will have, we'll, we'll get frustrated with them. But I think the one thing they're building up right now is just some, some just capital. They're, they're building up this goodwill. They're like, the more they play like this, the more the bad games, you know, just a low energy game, those types of games are excusable because that's not the norm. So just wow. 
I'd rather talk about a bunch of 50-point wins this season than some of the losses that we uh, saw last season. But I will talk about them all. Whatever happens, I'm talking about them here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. So make sure you are subscribed. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comment sections. Let us all know. Just beat your chest. Crow about being a Celtics fan because you guys deserve to see this kind of basketball. It's an amazing basketball team. This is an incredible basketball team. I keep saying, don't make your plans in June because this team should absolutely be playing basketball in June. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hey, I love you every day. There's the people who are with me on a Monday through Friday daily basis. You're not going to get podcasts like this anywhere else. Monday through Friday, free bonus podcast. You people who stick with me every day, love you. Can you share the podcast for me? Can you tell your friends and family, everybody, that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast is right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.